Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Going in just a second here, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. We have a really good show for you today. I've been doing this one for a very, very long time, and I think you're going to get a kick out of it. I think a lot of people are really, really, really going to enjoy this. So with uh, just a few more minutes, we'll get a few more people involved here, and then we'll get going. I want to thank everybody for everything you do to make this so successful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Unbelievable amount of people, unbelievable amount of stuff going on. I want to thank each and every person that watches us daily. I want to thank everybody that is a part of the show. Everybody that um, is always there for me. Everybody that comments on all my videos. And all the people that are giving the reports over on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Gang, we're launching a brand new contest. Opsin is back with on board with your saltwater guide. So Opsin and myself are putting together a phenomenal package. First of all, go over to the Opsin website, or we'll throw the QR code up here pretty quick during our show. But I want you to swing by Opsin. I want you to see all the cool products that they have over at Opsin. Remember, I love this Opsin fluorocarbon for the fact that I do believe in my heart that fluorocarbon should be clear. I know you like pink and red and orange and purple and blue. I think fluorocarbon needs to be clear because we're trying to trick the fish into biting our lure or biting our bait. And then these packages that Greg has designed that have the magnetic magnet in it that hold them together, that's a... I don't know why anybody else had never thought of this, and I don't know why none of the other companies have caught on. This is a phenomenal way to hold on to your product, keeping them together in your backpack or wherever you like to keep the product. But... Opsin Fluorocarbon is back with us again, gang. You see their little logo up in the corner. We'll throw a QR code up here soon. But what I want to tell you is if you leave a report on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, just simply by leaving a report from now until July 1st, that's going to enter you into the contest. We're going to give you a package of Opsin Fluorocarbon. We're going to give you a Your Saltwater Guide sweatshirt and hat. And the Opsin fluorocarbon grab bag package. Greg will put it together. Probably be some 20 pound in there, some 30 and some 80 or something like that to cover everything. And Greg's also making that heavy, heavy line now for that big bluefin that's biting in Southern California right now. One of our members had a phenomenal trip this middle of the week with one of our guides, Leo. They went out and caught a 250 pound plus bluefin on their private boat. So... Things are happening. It's very good bluefin bite. You want to know where all that's happening and all the other stuff and techniques and everything else, you can swing by our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com for that information. But today, gang, what we're talking about is uh, today we're going to be talking about the five things that you need to have on your private boat to be successful when fishing in Southern California. We're going to cover those five things that you need on your private boat to be successful in Southern California. So stay tuned, hang on, get ready. I'm trying to turn the volume off on the phone. I apologize for some reason. There, okay, there. I'm sorry about that, I apologize. I have a lot going on here right now. The uh, website's going bananas. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, going absolutely mind-boggling. And then over on Megaphone, Spotify, and Apple, the amount of downloads right now is historic for us. We just never seen anything like this before. So I guess everybody's enjoying our podcast. Everybody's enjoying everything. And the show we did with Mark Mills on Friday, that thing's getting so many downloads right now. It's incredible. If you haven't heard the show, you need to go listen to Mr. Mark Mills talk about working at Dana Wharf and growing up with my father and all the cool things that he's done in his career. 
So go check that out, and we're going to get started right now. And then at the end of the show, oh, I forgot. At the end of the show, the last 10, 15 minutes, we're going to bring in Justin Botrell from Bowline Sport Fishing. He's been out the last few days out on his boat. He's going to give us some insight on what he's been seeing out on the water. So make sure you stay tuned for that at the end of the show. And we're going to start out right now talking about the five things I believe that are imperative that you have on your private boat if you want to be successful when you go fishing in Southern California. So let's start with number one. Number one, you gain bait tank. It's super important that you have a bait tank, not that little square box on the back corner of your boat or that little square box underneath the seat that you drive the boat in or on a 31 Cabo, that little square box back there by the sink. Those are not bait tanks. Those are called live wells. If you're lucky enough to catch a largemouth bass when you're out here fishing in the ocean in Southern California, you can put it in that live well. Then you can bring it in to the Bassmasters Classic and you can weigh it up. And But make sure you call me and I'll call Michael Folks, and then we'll get... We'll get everybody over there and we'll film this because no one's ever caught a largemouth bass in the ocean. So we're going to be super excited about it. But that's all those boxes are good for, gang. They, I know your broker or your boat salesman or whoever you bought your boat from or the guy down the street that you bought your boat from told you that was a bait tank. Well, I can tell you this is a helicopter, but it still doesn't make this a helicopter. And the box, the little square box on the back of your boat, that is not a bait tank. That is a live well. Way big difference. What's the difference? Well, a live well is where you keep your uh, largemouth bass like we talked about before. But a bait tank is round, oval in shape. It could be, if it's really big, it could be square, but it has to be able, the bait has to be able to swim. We're talking anchovy, sardines, mackerel, or what we have most of the time in Southern California for bait. And then it, we also have live squid. That, they'll live in your live well. Live squid will live in your live well. That, that, that's what that box. Now I've just realized what that box is for on your, on your sea swirl or your Boston. Your, the thing that really blows my mind is a million and a half dollar Boston whaler has no bait tank. It has that little square box back there that holds a quarter of a scoop of sardines and it kills it. That's so funny that people, well, my, my, oh, it is. It's buffering bad. Come on. It can't be doing that. Internet's perfect today. What the heck? Sorry, gang. I don't know why it's buffering so bad. Are you guys having a hard time seeing me? Maybe you cue ball. If anybody else out there is having a hard time, throw a message up on the uh, on the chat on Facebook or YouTube. Let me know, or over here on TikTok. If you're having a hard time seeing me, let me know. But uh, it might be you. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine on YouTube. So it's definitely you, Kubal. It's definitely you. It ain't me. All right. So back to what we were talking about. This is imperative. And when people call me and ask me, hey, hey, Dave. Can you send one of your guides out fishing with me? Or can you come fishing with me? The very, I don't even care what kind of boat it is. I don't care. That's not a, that doesn't matter to me. Believe me, I drive 125-foot boats and I drive 20-foot boats. I don't really care about how great your boat is. If it doesn't have a bait tank, I'm not going. I have a reputation to keep. I'm not going to go. And most of my guides aren't going to go. Because we're, we're not going to go because... When you don't have a bait tank, you've already taken away the ability for us to actually chum and engage in the act of fishing. Now, if you have that little square box and you never run out of bait, I can tell you why. I know why you never run out of bait, because you never catch anything. <laughs> it's hard to run out of bait when you don't catch anything. I've heard that many times, too, from members of the website. I go, well, Dave, that square box works just fine for us. And I go, that's impossible, we never run out of bait. If you went fishing with me and you have that square box on the back of your boat or somewhere by your seat or whatever, by the time we get to the first, well, half an hour into the first spot, we're going to be out of bait. How can that be? Well, 
when you're fishing. Now, I don't talking about Florida. I'm not talking about Texas. I'm talking about Southern California. When you're done, when you excuse me, when you get to your first spot, you drop your anchor and you throw a little bit of chum in the water, and that's called increasing the prey density level in the water. When that starts to happen, and then you fly line your bait out, like I teach you on my website. When you fly line your bait out, that bait should be changed every 60 seconds. Well, I don't change my bait that often. Well, that's why you never catch anything. That's why you suck. I personally can't keep a bait out for 60 seconds if it's not getting bit. I can tell when I cast my bait out, when it hits the water, I can already tell if it's going to get bit or not. It's going to take off swimming like a bat out of heck. And when it's taken off, that fish is going to chase right after it and eat it. But if the bait, you throw it out there and it hits the water and it doesn't move and it starts to sink down with the current, I already know that bait's not going to get bit because I'm fly lining a live sardine or a live anchovy or a live mackerel. It has to swim. I give it a couple of seconds. I already know if it's a good bait or not, and I'll wind it up and flick it off. Those of you that aren't as intense or that into catching fish like I am, you're going to leave it out there for 60 seconds. When I rank the sport boats, I would be on the bait tank all day going, time to change your bait, gang. If you haven't changed your bait since the last time I said it, I'd be chumming the whole time. If you haven't changed your bait since the last time I said it, you're way overdue. Now, I wasn't saying that because I have a bunch of extra words. I was saying that because I want you to catch fish. So if you're fishing proper in Southern California and you're changing your bait every 60 seconds, all right? Every 60 seconds you're changing your bait. You got three or four people with you because you very few people want to go fishing by themselves. So you got a couple buddies or let's just say it's you and one friend. You're changing your bait every 60 seconds. Why you're you're out of bait really, really fast if you only have that little square box. And let's just say we didn't even chum. Where do we fish? I fish everywhere there's water, Ryan. Everywhere there's water. But I'm talking about fishing in Southern California. My, my wife says if I could piss a puddle, I would fish in it. And you're absolutely right. I just love fishing. It's my passion. It is my passion, and I love fishing, and I've been fishing for a living for 48 years. You can listen to me or you don't have to. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm just trying to help you. And I know you don't change your bait that often, and I know that's not how you do it. And please leave those comments and let me know how silly you are. That's fine. But if you want to catch fish, if you want to be in the top one-tenth of one percent of the fishermen, you need to change your bait. If you're fishing live bait, now I'm not talking about fishing plastics. I'm not talking about fishing iron. I'm talking about fishing live bait. If you actually want to catch fish when you throw your line in the water, you must change your bait every 60 seconds. I don't really care how you do it. What, whatever you're going to say, well, this is all I, do. I don't care. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Maybe when I started out, Back in 1974, I would have cared about what you thought. But I fish every single day for a living. So I don't care how you and your sister's brother's aunt's cousin, how you do it. I'm just telling you, if you want to be successful, you got to change your bait every 60 seconds. You got to have a live bait on there. You got to have a hot bait and you got to present it proper. Those are the things that matter. So that's why that live bait tank is the most important thing in the whole thing of fishing in Southern California. Any of you ever been on one of those part, uh, on the East Coast in Texas? You guys call them head boats out here in Southern California. We call them exactly what they're called, sport fishing boats. You ever been on a sport fishing boat? The whole back of it in Southern California, the whole back is a gigantic bait tank. Eight, nine hundred gallons, twelve hundred gallons, fifteen hundred gallons, long range boats way bigger than that. Do you think that the sport fishing industry just carries this phenomenal amount of water up and down the California coastline because they just love carrying water around? No, because it's imperative that you have as much live bait as you possibly can possibly have. And that is the hardest thing to wrap your head around. More bait makes fishing in Southern California so much easier. Now, it costs a lot of money to buy the bait in Southern California. It's like $50 a scoop right now. 
when I was running that wild and sack in Dana Point, we never left the dock without 20 scoops of bait. The long range boats, they put on hundreds and hundreds of scoops of bait. The three quarter day and the half day boat put on 40, 50 scoops of bait every single day. Why? Because it's so important. That's why I say number one thing is bait. And I could talk about this till my, till forever. I could talk about this all day. We could do a whole show about it. I could talk about it for 10, 12 hours because of the fact that it is the most important thing. We won't go on and on about it. If you want to see more about why that little square box is not a bait tank, what a bait tank is, how it's all supposed to work, go to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Those of you that have never been there, I get, you, all you got to do is call me at 949-374-0786. I'll give you a free look at the website. You get absolutely free. I won't ask you for a credit card. I won't ask you for your money. I don't. I want you to see what you're missing out on. And then remember what I said. You guys start leaving fish reports. It's super imperative. I know a lot of you on the website went fishing this weekend. I know that for a fact because I saw how many people read the game plan. And we have two, two gentlemen that actually left reports for the weekend. What's going on, gang? Don't be afraid. This isn't one of those places where you leave a report and a bunch of People in their underwear in your mom's closet are going to beat you up. That's not going to happen on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. So make sure you leave a report, and then one lucky person is going to win that gift pack from Ops and Floral Carbon and your saltwater guide. All right, number two. This one's almost as important as the bait tank. But number two, gang, on your private boat is you have to learn how to use your electronics before you go out on the ocean. You need to learn how to use your radar, your fish finding apparatus, and your GPS. And you need to learn before you go out. Before you go out on the water, before you go practice, before you do anything, that radar, you need to use learn how to use the radar in the daytime when it's sunny and bright out and you can see. And you need to start to identify targets on the radar when you can see them so that you can get a mental map of what's going on out on the water. You can see the movement of the boats, the movement of the buoys as you're driving along. Keep looking at your radar. Keep looking out. See the target on your radar. See the target on the water. All This matters so much. You can't even comprehend how many boats I've been on. And the people didn't even know how to turn on the radar, let alone how to use it. It's imperative that you learn how to use your radar when you can see. Why, Dave? Why when I can see? Because then you can identify the targets that you're seeing on your radar and you can translate that into your brain. So when it's nighttime or when it's foggy, you already know how the radar works and you can start to understand how the radar works. And then what I always tell everybody in the fog or at nighttime, never let anything get within a mile of you unless you know exactly what it is, the break wall, the buoy. When you're out in the open ocean and there's a boat out there, if you stay a mile away from him while you're traveling, not when you're getting ready to set up to fish, but when you're traveling and you're going from island to the coast or coast to the island or bluefin tuna fishing, as you're traveling out there in the ocean, Make sure that you stay a mile away from everything, especially in Southern California. And I'm sure back east you have the same problem. And in Texas, I know you have the problem. But out here on the West Coast, we have a lot of tug, tug and tow barges traveling to Catalina or traveling up and down the California coast, dragging stuff around. So it's imperative that we stay a mile away from everybody so we don't run over a tow line, so we don't go between the tug and the toe or the barge and the toe. It's imperative, gang. That'll save you a phenomenal amount of brain damage and it'll save you a phenomenal amount of thinking. Keep everything outside of your one-mile ring. And I like to run my radar when I'm in traffic at three miles. I don't, I don't care what's 25 or 30 miles away from me. When I start to see ships inside of Five miles, I bring my radar down to three miles. If I can stay away from them in a three-mile zone, I got a really good chance of not getting hit by anybody or not hitting anybody. 
And then once it gets inside of that three mile ring, I keep my one mile to mine. That is my space on the water. One mile. I have one mile ring around me. That's my space. I don't let anything get within inside my one mile because that way I have zero chance of getting in any type of horrible situation. Now, I know you've been doing it way long. I, don't, I, I only started driving boats back in 1981. So you know way more about it than I do. I'm just telling you how I do it. I don't know how you do it, nor do I care how you do it. I'd probably be terrified if I saw how you did it. So don't worry. I don't want to know how you do it. I'm just telling you how I do it. That's what the show's about, how I do things, not how you do things. That's the real funny thing about the posts that I make. I put out three brand new videos every single day, and you'll be blown away by how many people believe in their heart. I put these videos out so that they can tell me what they do. I don't want to know what you do. I really have no desire to know what you do. The, every bit of information I'm giving you is the information that I have from all the years of doing it for a living. Okay. The other thing about your electronics is learning how a lot of us already know how to use a GPS because we use it every day when we're traveling around towns and stuff. It gets kind of a little bit different out on the water. We'll go, jump into that for just a few seconds. But your fish finding apparatus, we call it professionals, we call it a pedometer. But you guys call it a fish finder because you would have never bought a pedometer. You don't want a pedometer, even though the machine is called a pedometer. You won't buy one. You, Yeah, you're a Guggen, Alan. You're absolutely right. You are a full-blown Guggen. But you have fun with that. Everybody check out Alan over there. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a beauty. Little old Alan there, you are a whatever. We call you booger eaters out here on the West Coast. We call you what you are, but that's okay. Everybody has to be something. Alan's a booger eater, that's okay. So back to what we were talking about. So your pedometer, which you call a fish finder, why is it called a pedometer? Because the, the ocean has always been metered in fathoms. Therefore, it's called a pedometer, fatometer, fatometer. You guys call it a fish finder, but here's how it has to be, how you have to use it. This is the only way it's going to work for you if you want to be successful when you go fishing to actually see fish on the machine. You want to get that thing tuned in in the harbor where you can see the bottom and you can see the surface and anything in between the fish, anything between the bottom and the top will be fish, rocks, or kelp. And by years and years of looking at it, you can start to distinguish what is what. But you want to make sure that always, always, always your fedometer, your fish finder is set on manual. You do not want the machine to set the gain. You do not want the machine to set the depth. You do not want the machine to set the sensitivity. You want to be in charge of all that. The reason why guys like Alan have it set on auto is because they have no idea how to use it. We already know Alan doesn't. We already know that because people that call people names, we already know they have no idea how to do things. But that's their, that's how they do it though. They call you a name instead of actually trying to absorb any type of information. We already know that. That's cool, Alan. That's great. I get 30 million views a month. You get about a, probably one from, so we don't really care about you, but you just happen to jump up here and think that you're relevant. So we're going to talk about you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't help it, gang. I'll only always be me. I will only always be me. And I just, and I love when people like Alan try to stand up in the middle of one of my seminars and actually think people in the audience care what they think. I, oh man, I'll make you cry in front of 50, 60,000 people. I promise I've done it many times and I'll do it again. But listen, and I'm probably, he's probably crying now. I'm sure he went away. But, uh, <laughs> oh my God, this is so fun. I have a ball doing this every day, especially when people like Alan jump on. But that machine, you have to be in charge of it. You do not want the machine telling you what you're looking for. You want to be in charge of, the, of what you're looking at. So you turn it to manual, you turn, and especially the depth. A lot of people I've been on their boats and they go, oh, I like keep the depth on, on auto. That doesn't work, gang. Because if you're out in 3,000 feet of water, and that's where 90% of the time we're fishing bluefin and dorado in 3,000 feet of water, 
If it's on auto, it's looking for the bottom the whole time and you're running by fishing. You never even see the fish. Turn your, no, I can't because it's not their day, Pete. There's a, there's a name on the back of this hat and that that's today's not their day. So they don't get to have the turned around. Tomorrow's their day. But gang, that photometer, that fish finding apparatus, you need it to say zero on the top, 300 on the bottom on your private boat when you're offshore fishing, because that way you'll be able to see those fish that you're looking for. But if the machine is on auto and it's looking for the bottom in 3,000 plus feet of water, when you run over a school of those bluefin, it's going to look like that hair. See that little hair? No, you don't. Well, that's what those, that's what a school of those 100-pound bluefin will look like. It'll look like that hair. But if you took it to zero to 300, and now your screen is actually looking at, those bluefin will look like my hand when they go across your screen. And remember, the machine's only looking straight down. You're not on Pete Grosbeck's boat. You don't have an Omni sonar. You didn't spend a hundred grand on your fish finding apparatus. So your photometer is looking straight underneath your boat. So as soon as it's on the screen, it's already behind you. So if you see something on the screen, he's behind you. You've got to turn around and get back to that fish. That's your photometer. Back. So that's why you want to make sure that that thing is not set on auto and it matters and it matters so much. You'll be blown away by how much it actually matters. So that is, hold on, wait a second. What are we doing here? That is something that matters tremendously. I'm just seeing a, somebody put a video up here, but that's what matters a lot is that is so important to make sure that the machine is always on manual and you are in control of what it's looking at, all right? And then uh, as far as the QR code, I told you I'd throw up on here. Again, go over to Opsin Floral Carbon right now. I just threw the QR code. Hit it with your phone. Grab that QR code and go over to Opsin Floral Carbon. Right now, Greg's got a phenomenal deal on this floral carbon. This is my favorite fluorocarbon. It's clear. It, it works phenomenal. I use it all the time. But you go over there and you just look at the store. Greg's going to give away a gift package to people for just looking at the store. Going in there, taking a look. No purchase necessary. And at the end of every week, starting the next Monday, we're going to give away a gift package from Greg. He's going to give away a spool of line to one lucky person that visits his website through the QR code. That lets you know that you went in through your saltwater guide. So it's free. Go check it out. But while you're over at Opsin, if you do decide to buy some fluorocarbon, because you have to have it anyway, because you're not going to go fishing without it, you're going to get a discount on the fluorocarbon, somewhere between 15 and 20%. I'm not positive. I know it's somewhere in there. I got too much stuff going on. I can't remember. My brain's going to explode. I got too much stuff going on, but go visit that QR code right there. Grab it off the screen. Grab the QR code. Go in there and check out Opsin. If you're over here on TikTok, go to OpsinUSA.com. OpsinUSA. Look around in there. If you do decide to buy some fluorocarbon, put in the code YSWG. My website is YourSaltWaterGuide.com. Put in the code YSWG, and then that'll get you your discount. Plus, it'll give them an idea that you looked at it through your saltwater guide. All those things matter to win the gift pack that he'll give away every Monday. For right now, we're going to give away one spool of line to one lucky person that visits the store. All you got to do is visit. You don't have to buy nothing. Gang, don't be afraid to visit. No one's going to get your credit card out of your pocket. I promise you it's impossible. If I could do that by you visiting my store, holy moly. I wouldn't be here right now doing this show. I promise you that. So check out the QR code. I'm going to pull it down. If you don't get it right now off of this YouTube or uh, Facebook, if you don't grab it right now, you're not going to get it because I'm pulling it down quick. Anybody want that QR code? Flash it with your phone. Flash, flash, flash. Goodbye. All right. So nook it. So we're, now we know that we got to have our fish finder on auto. We got to know how to use our radar, why it's sunny and why it's not foggy and not dark. Okay. And then the last thing is your GPS. If you're going to leave the dock and go fishing, you need to put your track line on. That track line is going to be your lifesaver, especially 
if your radar quit working or if you don't have a radar, it'll help you to get back into the harbor if some fog sets in. Yeah, you're going to have to go slow because you don't have a radar, but at least you can follow your track line back home. And then it'll help you out tremendously when you're out fishing, when you start to find fish and you start to see fish on your fish finder and you start to understand how it all works. You can turn around and drive right back down the track you just went down and that'll help you to get back on top of those fish. If you want to learn how to use your GPS, your pedometer, or your fish finder, or your radar, I have videos all over my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, that'll teach you how to use all that stuff. Gang, I, I can't help you anymore. And if you're a member of my website, you get to call me anytime you want while you're sitting in front of the machine. I'll walk you through how to use it. I have seen all the machines, not the new ones. I haven't seen the new ones. I haven't seen the ones on Pete Grossbeck's boat, but I've seen most of the machines and I can get you pretty dialed in pretty quickly to do what you need to do. I know you're not fishing for a living, so it's not going to be highly technical, giant screen stuff. It's going to be stuff you need to be successful on your private boat. So we covered one, we covered two. All right. So we got how to use our electronics and we got our bait tank. Number three is to make sure that you have every single apparatus that you're supposed to have on your boat. If you signed your California state fishing license, you already told them that you have all the things that you have to have. You have a measuring device. I don't care if you keep fish or not. When you signed your, when you signed your uh, fishing license, you told them you had a measuring device. You told them that you had a landing net. We talk about this one a lot. Too many people get this ticket. It blows my mind. You got to have a landing net on your boat. We'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. You got to have a landing net. You got to have the measuring device. Everybody that's fishing on the boat have to have a California fishing license. These are imperative. These are things that you must have on your private boat. That measuring device is crucial to have on your boat because I know you don't ever keep fish, but you're going to take one of your friends and they're going to catch a big white sea bass and they're going to wish that you would have let them keep it. And then you're going to let them keep it. And then you don't have a measuring device and the fish and wildlife are going to board your boat and they're going to ask you where your measuring device is. And you just had the greatest day of your life. You just caught your first big white sea bass and you are totally out of your mind excited. I can't believe we got this and no, how cool. And then here comes the fish and wildlife and just rips apart your brand, your beautiful day because you didn't have a landing net. All right. That is pretty sad when that happens. Number four, you've got to understand that you have to quit fishing for boats. When you're going out on your private boat, and this is crucial, and this is super important, because remember I told you there's only five things, and this is going to be one of the five, and these are the most important things to do on your private boat or your big boat or your luxury boat or your giant biking or your hatteras or whatever you're fishing on. You must have a plan before you leave the dock. The last thing you want to do when you go out fishing on your private boat is start fishing for boats. And I see this every day, all day, Texas, Florida, Cabo, Southern California, everybody fishes for boats. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why you all do it, but you do. You're all guilty. 90% of you watching the show right now are guilty of doing this. You get out on the water. You had that J-O-B thing going all week. You don't know Pete Grossbeck. You don't know Todd Manzer. You don't know Billy Miguel. You can't call those guys up and ask them where to go or what to do. So you get out there on your beautiful boat and you start looking for boats. You're like, well, there's seven boats over there. We should go over there and see what they're doing. And why do you do that? And why one boat, let's just say Pete Grossbeck's over there on the total chaos. And he's catching fish because Pete had a phenomenal plan. He looked at all the weather satellites and he looked at the water 
satellites and he looked at everything and he put it all together and he called five or six of his buddies because he's going to do that before he leaves and he's going to put together the best plan he could possibly put together to go out fishing on his private boat. And then he's going to go out there and start catching fish. And then Rick's going to come along with no game plan and he's going to see Pete sitting over there catching fish and Rick's going to pull up because Rick does not have a plan. So he's going to pull up and watch Pete catch fish. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Don't do that, Rick. Rick, from today forward, Rick's going to have a plan and he's never going to fish for boats again. And he's the only time he's ever going to see Pete catching fish is when he watches a video of Pete catching fish. It is imperative to not fish for boats for game. For heaven's sakes. You spend all that money and all that time and all that effort getting your private boat and you're out there on the water and all you're doing all day, like Jimmy Kingsmill said, the last thing we're going to talk about is the thing Jimmy talked about. But if you don't have a pair of these on your boat, you're going to be fishing for boats the whole time. So you do not want to fish for boats. All that Mexican stuff and all that stuff, Rick, that's a different show. That's not imperative to fishing in Southern California. It's not important. I don't, we're talking about the things you must, must, must have. And you must have these things if you're going to fish in Southern California on your private boat. A plan, a plan, a plan. Where in the world can I get a plan if I don't know Rick and I don't know Pete and I don't know Dave and I don't know Billy and I don't know Steve Lasley and I don't know Todd Manser. I just want to be able to go catch fish for my family when I go fishing. Where can we get a plan, Rick? Where can we get the plan? Where? YourSaltWaterGuy.com. He puts a brand new game plan out every Thursday at 3.30 in the afternoon. I call Pete up. I call Todd up. I call my sister up. I call up a couple of my buddies in San Diego. I call up a couple of my buddies up in the Channel Islands. I, I look at the fish reports. I look at the, the terrafin and the chlorophyll, and I try to put together the very best plan that you can have on your boat when you go fishing. So I think four might have two things. Four is going to be you got to have a plan, and you should be a member of somebody's website that gives you a plan every Thursday afternoon at 3.30 in the afternoon. I only know one, one website that does that. That would be your saltwater guide. But if you know another website that gives you a plan that covers all the areas, then I would definitely go on their website. But if you don't know anybody, go to yoursaltwaterguide.com, check out my website. If it gets to that point where you're supposed to put in your credit card and you're like, I not putting my credit card in anybody's call me 949-374-0786 I want you to be successful on your private boat I really really do I think it's important if you spend all that money on your boat for you to catch fish and why why would Dave care well I'm friends with a lot of tackle companies I'm sponsored by a couple of big tackle companies I'm friends with the bait company I'm friends with people at West Marine. I'm friends with a lot of people that have an interest in you catching fish. The only difference between them and me is I have an opportunity to help you catch fish on your private boat. They do not. They want me to help you so that you stay in the game. So if you're in the game and you're catching fish, then they're selling more bait. They're selling more stuff at West Marine. They're selling more rods and reels. They're selling more hooks. They're selling more bait. Everything goes together. That's why Captain Dave Hansen has been trying to teach you for the last, well, I built the website five years ago. I started going with you on your boats 18 years ago. I have a real investment in you being successful on your private boat when you go fishing. It matters. I do this live show, this live podcast, Monday through Friday, Pacific Standard Time, 12 o'clock. Why? Because I want you to be successful on your private boat when you go fishing on your private boat. I think it's imperative. It's super important for you to be successful when you go fishing on your private boat. It's really, really important. Okay? So... That's why I tell you, go check out my website. Gang, 
I want you to look at it for free. I want you to go and look at it for free. 949-374-0786. If you don't want to talk to me, if you're afraid, text message me your email. And I will open up the website. I can't do it if you don't tell me your email. It's impossible. There's no way for me to get a hold of you if you don't give me your email or if you don't send me your phone number or text me or whatever, all right? I'm just trying to help you. Then the next thing is, and the last thing we're going to follow this up with, and it probably talk to Pete Grosbeck or talk to Jim Kingsmill or talk to Steve Lasley or maybe Todd Manser. These guys will tell you this is number one. A lot of us... It's definitely in the top five. You got to have a pair of really, really, really good binoculars. You have to. It's imperative. You got to have a really, really good pair of binoculars. The guy that's going to be joining us in a few minutes, he'll talk about his binoculars here in a few minutes and tell you about how important they are. But, gang, if you do not have a really, really, really good pair of binoculars, and I mean a really good pair, gyro-stabilizing binoculars would probably be where I would go. But if you don't, and I know it's a big chunk of money, but what you want to make sure is you have the very best binoculars that you can afford. You don't have to take a second out on your house. You don't have to sell one of your children, but you got to get a really good pair of binoculars. Now, if I was going to sell one of my kids, I know which one, but no, I'm just kidding, Zach. I would never sell you. I love you. <laughs> but look at if... You don't have a pair of binoculars, like Jim Kingsmill said a few weeks ago when he was on our podcast. If you don't have a really good pair of binoculars, then you're going to do what Dave says all the time. You're going to spend your time fishing for boats because you do not have the ability to locate your own fish. You don't have the ability. So you need a good pair of binoculars, the very best pair you can afford. If you need to wait a couple of months or something or... Jim Kingsmill has those those uh, binoculars he was talking about for three grand. If you're going to buy a pair of Techno Stabies, you might as well just wait an hour and get a pair from Jimmy. You're only going to spend another grand, but you're going to be able to have them for the rest of your life. And they matter more than you can imagine. And what's the difference between Techno Stabies and Gyro Stabilizing Binoculars? Night and day. It's like looking out the window when it's foggy or looking out the window when it's clear. That's the difference. I'm just, all I'm trying to do is help you to better round your time out on the water so you can actually be successful when you go fishing on your private boat. That's what all my shows are about. That's why I bring in all the special guests. Everything is, everything is like a funnel headed down the pipe for you to be successful on your private boat. I don't make any of these videos for you to tell me how you do things because I don't want to know how you do them. If I need to know how to do stuff, I'll call Pete. I'll call Justin. I'll call Todd. I'll call Steve. I'll call Cubby. I'll call Bill. I'll call people that have been doing it for 40, 50, 60 years for a living. I'm, I don't want to know what, what you know or how your sister's brother's aunt's cousin did it one day when they actually caught something. So... If you want to have fun, though, and you want to see something really, really fun, and you just, tonight you're bored, and you've watched every show on Netflix, and you don't have a fire stick, and you're like, honey, let's let's go look at the comments on Dave's videos, and just fall down that rabbit hole for a few hours. I get 10,000, somewhere between nine and 10,000 comments a week. I do. And uh, probably out of those Nine or 10,000, 8,000 of them are people wanting to tell me how they do things. It's pretty comical. Or more than half of them are people telling me I don't know what I'm doing, which is really fun and I appreciate it because they don't understand a view is a view is a view and I love views. Nothing matters more to me than a view. That's the most important thing in my life right now is views. And Kelly is probably more important than the views, let's be honest. Yeah, it'd go like this. Kelly... Zaya, Sean, Zach, Marley, views. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Love you guys, everybody. Hey, gang, we got about 15 minutes left of the show. I'm going to bring in my good friend, Justin. He's going to tell you about what he's been seeing, what's been going on out on the water. There he is, the man, Justin. How are you, buddy? Good. How's everyone? You, hear us? you got us okay? 
Yeah, you hear me? Yep, we hear you. So those of you on TikTok, you're just going to be able to listen to them. All right? Okay, go ahead, Justin. Tell us what's going on out on the water. What have you been seeing? All right, so everyone looking for them bluefin? There are giant ones out there. Um, They're not everywhere like you see on other websites. They're not everywhere. We traveled over 140 miles the other day to find one spot of them. And uh, we have the gyro stabilizing binoculars, and that's what we found them on. We found my deckhand, Anthony, he, uh, he's seen them seven miles away. It was crazy. I was in my binoculars, and I couldn't see them. But it was, it was just, unreal. He kept telling you, just keep going, right? Just yeah. keep going. Keep going. Yeah. We, were, we were cruising at about 15 knots, and uh, he's like, keep going over there. Keep going. 20 minutes later, he's like, keep going. I'm like, what are you talking about? And eventually we found them. It was a massive, massive school of bluefin. But they just don't want to bite very well right now. So if you're going to go after them, make sure you're prepared. You have the kite, uh, frozen flying fish. Um, You have a Mad Mac, which we didn't hook up really at all on a Mad Mac. Um, We've seen a lot of giant fish. Um, The rubber flying fish works as well. So just be prepared to have a long showing day of bluefin. Yeah, a couple of our members had pretty good fishing yesterday. And then our our old guide, Chase, he was out on the Marlin Magic with Joe Freeman. They had a pretty good day out there yesterday. They were eating the the flying fish full speed, wide open late in the afternoon, day before yesterday, Saturday afternoon. The thing is right now, gang, is these fish are in that afternoon bite mode, slack tide, late afternoon. You got to kind of just stay with it, wouldn't you say, Justin? It's kind of important to kind of stay there and fish. Yeah, we've seen them from mo- when we did find them. We found them right around noon, and we stayed with them until about five or six o'clock. And they were up the whole entire time, moving around. They're they're moving fast. They're not staying in one area. So but you just couldn't get them to bite, huh? No, we and like I said, we went to the snail. Everyone was saying, "Oh, I'll go to the snail." There's bluefin over there. We went there. There was no bait. There was no birds. We seen nothing. And we could see pretty far with those gyros. And then we went over to the 499. Um, nothing there as well. Same thing. No bait. Nothing. Um, I will say one thing, though. Um, let me back up a little bit. Everyone needs to be careful that are chasing these bluefin. There is humongous mola mola sunfish everywhere. We hit one out there. But there's, they're everywhere. They're in these big blocks. So there would be about three to 500 yards of mola. And there'd be about a thousand of them in these blocks and they're wow. eating the cell, those jellies. Um, but everyone needs to be very careful, especially if you're going to go at nighttime, slow down, slow down. Yeah. One of the San Diego boats snapped his sonar off on those things. Yeah. It's, it's really dangerous. If you snap a sonar, you can take water on. Yeah. It's not good. Well, they got that seal there, it's, but it's still not good. Rick, Jim Kingsmill, we have a uh, podcast with Jim Kingsmill. He gives the website and everything. But, Rick, if you send me a text message at 949-374-0786 or anybody that's looking for a pair of these gyro-stabilizing binoculars, just send me a text message and I'll send you Jim's number. You can call him direct. Or, excuse me, I'll send you the fact. Jim doesn't want the phone call. I'll send you the factory number. You can call the factory and they'll get them out to you right now. What the last I heard was there was like 12 or 15 of them on stock, and the rest of them, they're making them as fast as they can. So we'll get that to you. Yeah, we fished the West Coast, James. We're on the West Coast. But the stuff we're talking about, gyro-stabilizing binoculars and all the other stuff, James, it all works perfect everywhere. I don't care if you're fishing in a pond. It's all about being able to see. If you can't see, it doesn't matter. You got to be able to see. And these gyro stabilizing binoculars, they work in Florida, they work in Texas, they work in a pond, they work on the Pacific Ocean. They're a game changer. Justin just got to witness that for the first time. He couldn't even believe how far away his deckhand was spotting those fish. Yeah, it was unreal. I have some good binoculars too, but man, I, I couldn't believe it. And we, I, I marked how far it was. It was seven miles away he's seen these. He's like, there's tons insane. of birds. There's tons of birds and fish are breaking. I'm like, where? I can see up on the tower. I can see about two to three miles with my bare eyes. 
And I'm like, I don't see what you're talking about. Then I got in the binoculars. I still, yeah, that way. So um, while we're out there as well, gyros, I believe are more important than your pedometer, or as everyone calls it, a fish finder. Way more important. I mean, you could drive around the ocean all day long and try to meter a fish. Good luck. Maybe if you get lucky, you'll meter a fish. But if you have gyros, you can look all around you. And all you're doing is looking for something that's not water. Yeah, my good buddy Pete Grosbeck, he's a member of the IGFA Hall of Fame. He'll tell you he's not going. If, if he doesn't have any gyros on the boat, he isn't even going to go. Yeah. He, he has an Omni. He has a $100,000 sonar. But he still, he is not going without his gyros. And I'll tell you another thing about Pete. There is not a time where he's out on the water where those gyros aren't stuck to his face. I don't care if he's coming, going, traveling, wherever he's going. He doesn't pass anything. He sees it a long ways away. And myself, we do pretty good. But I'll tell you what, him and I both know that we put the younger guys up in the tower with those gyros. And now we don't miss anything. Yeah. And many, many days when I was running the, the wild and sack and when I was running that Mercedes down here in Cabo, we put the kids up in the bucket. And I say kids, they're in their 20s, 30s. We put them up in the bucket with a, with a walkie-talkie or the headset. And uh, we just believe when they say, hey, 180, yeah. 100, or excuse me, 180 degrees, Seven miles, you know, just go. Don't even think about it. Just go and go and go and go. But the whole time you're headed that way, you're also looking for other stuff. You're not looking. When the guy in the tower or the deck camp sees those fish gang, we don't all start looking that way. We are all still skin. We keep him on them. And on the boat, we know whoever spots the fish, they stay on them until we all see them. And then we'll tell them. But you say, okay. You're looking, and it's seven miles on the way. We're looking. We can find something way closer on the way there. We're not just all looking straight ahead to see what he's seeing. We already know we're headed to some fish. So what I want to tell you all, too, is super important, is don't all be looking at the same thing. You're blowing it. You all That's what happens, and I do this seminar a lot at the shows. I'll have five guys on the boat all telling me, hey, do you think that boat over there stopped? Now all five guys are looking at that boat over there to see if it's stopped. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Now we don't have any eyes looking for fish. We have all the eyes on the boat looking to see if some boat is stopped. And they've never made any sense to me. I'm like, should I call them up and see if I can get you over there on their boat? It's crazy. But there's enough of that offshore thing. A really cool thing going on is all the stuff you're doing at Catalina and all the stuff you're doing on the coast. You guys are catching plenty of fish. You don't have to go bluefin fishing, right? Right. So that's another thing I was going to get to is the bluefin aren't wide open right now. So wait until the water warms up. I, th I think, I personally think that the bluefin are more lethargic right now with a colder 62 degree water. I've noticed that in the 65 or more degree water, that they're more apt to bite. Um, so right now, stick with the islands. There's some phenomenal yellowtail fishing going on right now. San Clemente just opened up. That You'll see the boat reports. There's 40 to 70 fish on each boat or more. Um, Catalina, the front side, there's yellowtail biting on the front side right now. <clears throat> Empire Landing on up to West Cove. Yeah, and the Calico bass fishing's pretty good too, huh? Oh, yeah. Calico's wide open right now. Wide open. You get yeah, on I'd rather fish calicos all day. I'd rather fish for those than anything out there. I don't have any desire to me personally, I don't have any desire to catch a big bluefin tuna. And I yellowtail are fun, but I'd rather catch a hundred calico bass than a 30-pound yellowtail. A 30-pound yellowtail hurts. Yeah. But calico bass, I can catch them all day mm -hmm. long and I'll still feel good at night. And they are phenomenal eating. But what are you seeing over there at the island? You showed me a picture the other day of that water. Is it kind of clean? Oh, the water is beautiful. It's crystal clear. It, we were in the we were at 25, 35 feet of water, and it looked like we were in two feet of water. Crystal clear water, unreal. So, yeah. and then, what I was telling everybody was going to happen after all that rain. That water, everyone's going to see that water cleaner than you've seen it in a long flipping time. It's pretty amazing, right? Yeah, it is. And so this uh, live show right now, I'm going to give some, someone just posted, that's the dope. I'm going to give you some real dope in spots right now. 
So West Cove is really good at yellow. Well, we're not. We're not giving them anything because they're not members of the website. You want the real dope? You got to be a member, gang. I'm sorry. I love everybody. I really do. But Justin and I work very hard for the information we come up with. Just to hand it to you for free would be kind of a, it'd be kind of a sellout to all the members. Like, oh, like, yeah. uh, well, Dan and Kim, I'm gonna I'll Dan, Dan, a Tony, really good spot that's open up right now at Catalina. That's really good for Yellowtail right now. I'll message you, Dan and Kim. Yeah, you just any gang. If you really want to get down and dirty, and you want to, you're tired of sucking when you go fishing, and you want to be on the inside. What the one of the best code groups ever put together for fishermen in Southern California? There's a lot of websites. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of different places, but I don't know if there's anywhere that takes care of you like we do over here at your Saltwater Guide with the with the uh, members and the and the way everybody shares. And Justin, he loves to share, as you saw. He was just about to share to people that don't. I know. <laughs> yeah, I share with everybody. I'm just like, hey. You all, everybody needs to be here. Hey, Dave, like you taught me, everyone catches fish. Let's make sure everyone's catching fish. So that's right, exactly. And that's why we do these seminars every day. And that's why we do this podcast every day, because we all want you all to be. Nicholas, text message me at 949-374-0786 and do yourself and me a favor and text message me if you want to know what's going on. I'll, I'll help you a tremendous amount. And yes, that subscription at Facebook, that allows you to see a lot of our videos. But you need to text me so you can get the full use of the website. Tony, I know you're very, very good at sharing what you do out on the water. And I appreciate it, Kim and Dan. Everybody that shares on the website, Justin and I super duper appreciate it. But gang... I know more than two people that fished this weekend, and we have two members plus Justin are the only three people that posted this weekend. Are you kidding me? What are you afraid of? Don't be scared. Let yeah. people know. Don't If you don't want to tell them where you were, just tell us that you caught a bunch of fish and show some pictures. Don't be scared. Even if you caught nothing, that helps everyone as well. And right. Let us know where to not go. What's that? It'll let us know where to not go. Yeah, or what you've seen. If you've seen no current, maybe today, and then tomorrow, there may be current. Or if you've seen clean water, dirty water, red tide, no red tide, all, everything matters. Everything matters. If you've seen a lot of birds working but no fish biting, maybe tomorrow the fish will start biting. And Justin, you're still going with people on their boats, right? Yes. I have uh, three to four days available next month in July. And you're leaving this weekend on a really crappy trip, huh? <laughs> yeah. Poor Justin. I have to go to Africa, unfortunately. <laughs> Poor Justin. I feel sorry for all the snakes in Africa. Yeah. I am unfortunately going to Africa. And I'm going to go hunting. And I'm going to film it. And uh, yeah. maybe I'll go live with you on Monday. <laughs> Nick, there is no secret spots on my website, Nicholas. All you got to do is text message me. You'll find out. We have thousands of spots I stole from my good buddy, Pete Grosbeck. We got thousands of spots, gang. We got thousands of spots. But you know what? Spots are worthless if you don't know what conditions are. You yeah. can have all the spots in the world. You can go, you can go to Walmart. You can go to um, Costco. You can go to... West Marine, you can go to 90% of the tackle stores and buy those plastic charts with all the GPS spots on them, but they do not help you to understand what makes these spots bite, Nicholas. That's what you get over at your saltwater guide. You get Not only do I give you the GPS numbers, but I explain to you how each and every individual spot fishes, uphill current, downhill current, onshore wind, offshore wind. The biggest problem everybody has, Nicholas, is they can't call me for some reason. They're scared to death to talk to me because I'm such an unapproachable human, right? <laughs> uh, you answer your phone every time. doesn't matter who calls you. And you it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm at dinner with Kelly, I tell you I'll call you right back. I try to make sure that I'm available for everybody. The biggest problem is that people don't call me. 
Then they canceled their they canceled their subscription because Dave wouldn't talk to me. I can't talk to you if you don't give me your number, if you don't tell me how to get a hold of you. I don't think the members are hiding where they caught fish. Um, maybe they're just not going out, or maybe they're scared that they didn't catch anything to post it. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah. we still get plenty of information from other people that tell us what's going on, even if they're not members. So, um, gang, we've been going for an hour here. I want you all to make sure, one more time, go to that ops. I'm going to throw the ops in QR code up there. Now Greg's part of the show again. He he, he knows the power of your Yeah. Hopefully he's watching. How you doing, Greg? Hit that QR code, gang. Go over there to his store. All you got to do is enter the store, and that's going to get you in for the price. Every week on Mondays when we start the show, we're going to announce – who visited the store and won the spool of line? We're going to give away one spool of line to one lucky person every Monday. But the only way you can do that is by visiting the store. How do you visit the store? How will I know? Because Elliot's going to track all this. If you enter through that QR code or if you go on TikTok to opsinusa.com and when you're in there, put in the code YSWG. But those of you that hit the QR code, you don't have to do nothing. You just got to enter the store. Once you go through the QR code and then we'll have your name and we're going to give away a spool line. You do not have to buy anything to win, but you do have to download the QR code onto your phone and you do have to enter the store and you have to enter the store through TikTok. But uh, Justin, give everybody your number. They can get you booked up for July. He's got a charter boat and he's got his guide service. Yeah, so um, phone number 951-703-9442. And my uh, charter business is called bowlinesportfishing.com. And uh, give me a call. I have a few days next month. And August, September, I have some more days. Sweet. And maybe we'll get a report from Africa Monday. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. We'll have another great show. Tomorrow's Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. I'll see you all tomorrow.